everyone, and welcome to WorkMinded. Thanks for joining us for this session on Locus of Control. Go ahead and take a little time to settle in. Find a space where you can feel safe and free from distractions for the next 10 minutes. While you get comfortable and create a little distance between you and the rest of your day, I'll tell you a bit about the concept of Locus of Control and its role in achieving objectives in your life. One of my favorite definitions of locus of control is the concept that refers to how strongly people believe they have control over situations and experiences that affect their lives. People tend to naturally fall along a spectrum for this, with one extreme being internal, where people believe that their own actions have primary influence over a situation, and the other extreme being external, where people believe that outside factors have primary influence over a situation. Where do you fall? Do you believe that you influence your circumstances or that circumstances influence you? Maybe you'll fall somewhere in between those extremes. Understanding where you naturally fall along the spectrum in any given situation can help you to choose where to direct your energy and your resources toward achieving an outcome you desire. This applies to work and to other situations too. It's important to note that there's no judgment here. An internal locus of control isn't necessarily good and an external locus of control isn't necessarily bad. A person's inclination for locus of control can also shift depending on context and circumstances. For example, having an internal locus of control in the workplace while having an external locus of control for personal situations. The real benefit comes from truly understanding when a situation can or can't be influenced by your actions and finding the best balance between being proactive about the things you can change or rolling with the things you can't. Here's another way to look at it. At some point, you might have heard some version or another of the Serenity Prayer, popularized by an American theologian in conjunction with World War II. You might also recognize versions of it from other situations, including Alcoholics Anonymous, presidential campaigns, and references in modern literature. It goes like this. Give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things that should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. This philosophy is a great framework for considering locus of control. Some things we can directly influence and other things we can't. Knowing the difference between what you can and can't influence is the key to directing your energy and resources toward the outcomes that you're looking for. Imagine you arrive at a movie theater on opening night and your show is sold out. In this case, what can't be changed is the capacity of the theater. But what can be changed is what you do next. Will you find another movie to see right now? Or will you wait until the next showing of your original film? Consider whether your goal is to see that particular movie or just to have a night out at the theater. Once you realize the boundaries of where your actions can have influence, then you can feel empowered to choose between seeing a different film or staying out a little longer to catch the late showing, depending on which one supports your intention for the evening. Our natural inclinations toward an internal or external sense of locus of control can be powerful, and they're often not particularly balanced. When we focus too heavily on the external locus of control, we can lull ourselves into a sense of powerlessness, convinced that nothing we do can affect our situation. When we focus too heavily on the internal, we can fall prey to overwhelm, feeling forced to take all responsibility for everything upon ourselves. In both cases, our natural inclinations toward one direction or the other have the tendency to completely sweep us away. Understanding the balance between these extremes can help you to take one step away from the cycle of being caught up by these tendencies. As we begin to identify our emotions in a certain situation, we can carve out some space to see a little more clearly instead of being swept away or carried down a path that doesn't serve us. 
And that will be the focus of today's mindfulness session. You can find show notes for this episode on our website at www.workminded.net. And of course, we would always love to hear your feedback. And now let's get started with today's mindfulness session. Our mindfulness session today will explore the technique of distancing emotions. This skill will help you to see your options and redirect your energy instead of being swept away by your feelings or carried down a path that doesn't serve you. This will ultimately lead you to a better understanding of where and how you can influence your intentions and outcomes. To start, find your base. Let your eyes drift closed and find a comfortable position for your hands and feet. Open up your posture. Try stacking up your spine and maybe, if it feels good for you, gently shake your head yes and then shake your head no. And let your body feel heavy and relaxed as you settle into this moment. Now bring some attention to your breath. Follow the breath in and follow it out. And continue to follow the breath for a few more moments, just doing what it does naturally. The intention of today's session is to learn ways to create a little bit of space between your emotions and your actions. As we begin to connect with what we're feeling, we can create a kind of cushion between what we're feeling and how we respond. With this cushion, emotions begin to lose some of their grip over you. And once this emotional grip is released, you can feel a sense of space, allowing you to see things more clearly and impartially. And this affords you the clarity to take steps that are more aligned with your intentions. There are a few different ways that we can achieve this emotional distance. You can imagine these thoughts and emotions as clouds drifting out of your awareness high up in the sky above you. You can picture them as a rushing river churning away down a steep canyon while you choose to step out of the torrent and onto the calm shore. You can picture them written or drawn out on a piece of paper that you then crumple up and toss far away. You can imagine putting them tenderly to bed, tucking them in tight and ready to be awakened when their emotional nap time is over. Or you can find your own image that helps you to gain a little space from your emotions and your distracting thoughts. Once you find that image, try at your own pace for a while. Focus on the breath, breathing naturally, and as any thoughts or emotions or distractions rise to your awareness, use your image to distance them, even if just a little bit, from your consciousness. Part of the practice of mindfulness is learning to be comfortable with letting go of the things we can't change. While we may not be able to change how we feel about a particular situation, with practice, we can learn to recognize whether circumstances will or won't change because of our actions. You can't influence whether an emotion comes, but you can influence how much space you create from it to help you decide what you can or can't influence and what action you want to take next. To take a few more moments to continue creating distance between you and your thoughts using whatever image works for you.
And as we wind down, ease back into your day with small movements. Start by wiggling your fingers and your toes, and maybe start to pay attention to the sounds that are happening in the space around you. And take a long, deep sigh, and try to open your eyes last and let your other senses guide your return to being present. Your call to action for this session is to continue creating space between you and your emotions throughout the day so that they don't end up taking over your actions and sabotaging your intentions. You can carry this practice with you outside of the podcast and feel free to revisit this or any other session in the series whenever you'd like. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.